Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, K-beauty expert, long-term resident of Seoul, South Korea, and the founder of K-beauty brand Jellico. On today's episode, to wrap up 2023, I want to take a look at some of the most popular brands and products in the Korean beauty industry in 2023 here in Korea. Uh, And I know this is a topic that fascinates a lot of people, especially when they realize that a lot of their favorite K-beauty products maybe aren't so well known in Korea uh, and that there are differences between what is trending domestically in Korea versus what's trending trending overseas. And look, some people take a really skeptical position on that. Uh, And, you know, I've heard everything from people saying, oh, the brands are just trying to target the global market as though that's kind of underhanded or sneaky. Uh, And I take a very different approach to it. And this is why as the industry matures and expands globally, the products and brands that are trending domestically here in Korea are increasingly diverging from what's happening overseas. And this is reflected in preferences for products, ingredients, how the products are marketed to people, like lots of different specifications that that you will see in the local markets overseas. And I don't view this anywhere near as skeptically as a lot of other people seem to. Uh, You know, there's this real sort of undercurrent of almost like, oh, you you poor suckers being duped into thinking that this is popular in Korea and nobody here even knows about it. And I just find that an interesting take. And also, like, to what end? This is the natural result of Korean beauty being marketed in different ways places in the world via different social media apps and in lots of different languages. Like that's what happens when things get popular and take off overseas. The the division between what is trending domestically here in Korea right now and what's trending overseas will widen. Like it's not going to go back to how it used to be, where the same products that were being released here in Korea were the products that ended up being sold overseas. The, The market has just gotten too big for that, quite frankly. Uh, And, you know, like even traveling around the world, I can just see how so many different brands are really tailoring their offering to the local market. So the kinds of products that people use in countries like Japan are actually fundamentally different from the products that people are using in other places. And it can come down to subtle preferences for BB cushions and creams, uh, as opposed to things like foundations. Another really important factor that I don't think those people take into account is that there are differences in the weather that actually really do impact the kind of products that people need. So when I was recently in Dubai for the uh, Beauty World Expo, that was a big thing that a lot of people were asking me. Is this product going to be suitable for the weather in the UAE or in India or Pakistan or wherever they're from? So it's not a crazy thing to think that brands that are distributing that are active in those markets will be coming up with different formulations and speaking to different you know functionalities of their products as well so that is not going to change anytime soon i do not think that brands are necessarily trying to dupe you or trick you in any way if they're not sold in korea there's a whole lot of reasons why brands are not sold in korea even though they might be manufactured here 
and it's not always nefarious, um, unlike what, you know, seems to be suggested, I think. You know, I think uh, a lot of the times when you hear this this discussion take place, it's like, oh, well, they're doing something dodgy. That's why they're not sold in Korea. And I know that the regulations here require a lot from smaller brands, and there have been a lot of changes in the past five years that have just made it a lot harder for brands to distribute their products here domestically in Korea. It's a little bit of a protectionist stance that I think some of the older, more heritage brands have taken to try and prevent new players coming into the market. And one of those things means that you need to have like a special person working in your company that has a very specific set of qualifications in a very specific role. And it's not possible for all smaller brands, nor does it necessarily make sense. The other thing is there can be a lot of issues in the distribution chain if you have a presence locally in Korea versus overseas, because the pricing here often needs to be different. And when you have different pricing in different markets, that can create a whole lot of different problems and it can be harder to keep a hold on your supply chain. That's another reason why even big brands that manufacture here won't necessarily sell here in the local market. So there are lots of different factors that come into why a brand will be sold in Korea versus overseas. And the other thing is, I think people assume that because there are so many brands here, that it's easy to be stocked offline. And unfortunately, as a result of the pandemic, there are fewer big offline retailers than ever before. A lot of the competition was wiped out here during the pandemic. And so we're really down to a couple of big offline chains and then the department stores. So it's also about who you know uh, and your contacts in the local industry, how easy or not it is to get stocked. It's the same in every country, right? There are so many more direct-to-consumer brands and there are brands that are stocked, uh, you know, in a department store or in a place like Sephora or Ulta or, you know, anything like that. So there are a lot of different reasons why brands may not be as readily available here in Korea, even though they're manufactured here. But without any further ado, let me get into some of the top trending brands and products that have really captured the imagination of everyone here in Korea in 2023. Now, the first one is a bib with their Heartleaf spa pads. So Heartleaf, I've mentioned before, is really trending at the moment. It is one of these skin soothing ingredients that is recommended by a lot of people if they're looking to calm and soothe their skin. And the spa pad category or the toning pad category has absolutely exploded in popularity in the last couple of years is if you go into some of the offline stores here, you will see that they literally have like a whole aisle of these kind of products. And they haven't taken off overseas to the same extent that they have here. And I think that's because people here are using them in slightly different ways. And a lot of times when I speak to people in other countries, they just don't really have the same use case for toning pad products in their routine. But this brand has been very, very popular in 2023. And so has the Heartleaf Spa Pad product. The other brand that has been trending at the moment and not without some controversy in some circles is Anua. 
Uh, and their two standout pro- uh, products have been the Heartleaf pads. So again, very similar to the offering from a bib and also their toner as well. I know that there has been some controversy in overseas um, circles around some of the marketing practices. Uh, I'm not going to go into any of that just because that's just not really my my something that I'm, I'm up to speed on. I know that these products have been very, very popular. They have been trending here here in Korea uh, and, you know, making it to the top of the charts on a lot of the popular ratings apps and whatnot. The other brand that is doing really well is Manufactory. And Manufactory has two products that I think are probably their standouts. The first is their cleansing oil. And the second is their Bifida Biome Toner. So the second product really taps into this trend that we've been seeing for probiotic skincare and microbiome-friendly skincare. And this product has been very well-known for a couple of years. Their cleansing oil has been trending in particular overseas on the more global sites. And that's just uh, your typical sort of first cleanser that you use at night to help remove sunscreen and makeup. Now, another product that I think probably barely needs introduction at this point uh, from a brand that is extremely well-known globally is Solwasu and their first care activating serum. So this is really the key offering from uh, the brand globally. It's their hero product. uh, And Solwasu is obviously a more luxury brand. It is so popular in Korea. It is very, very popular. You'll also see it overseas in duty-free stores and things like that. It is synonymous with luxury K-beauty and with uh, hanbang skincare as well. So this style of cosmetics that incorporates some of the traditional ingredients that were used in uh for example traditional medicine here in korean skin uh not skin clinics in korean honey ones as well so that product is very very popular domestically here in korea as well now another brand that is extremely popular in korea and overseas is dr jart now they have recently updated a lot of their products so i think that will take some time to sort of work its way through to the global market. There is also a difference between their offering in North America versus Korea. So just be aware of that if you are shopping for Dr. Jart. Some of the products are called different things. Uh, They have slightly different names and they also have slightly different uh, textures potentially as well. Their really, really popular product that just keeps selling out is the Cicapair Color Correcting Treatment. That's the green to beige uh, makeup corrector that's good for people that have uh, redness in their cheeks that has been a very very popular product Uh, but like I mentioned they're a big brand here they have a lot of really trending products a lot of really popular ones and they have just recently done uh, an upgrade so there are some changes in their lineup Uh, so that is another brand that I think we'll see a lot more of in 2024 as well Now, another brand that has really made a big splash here in Korea in 2023 has been Amuse. And I've tried a couple of products from them myself, including their really popular Jelly Cushion BB Cream. I think I've spoken about that on a previous episode. That was definitely not a favorite of mine, but that is one of their best sellers here. Their lip tints are also very popular. And I know globally, a lot of people 
were comparing them quite favorably to some of the rare beauty products. So they have uh, a cult following here in Korea, very, very popular makeup brand as well. And another one that I think is inescapable is Romand. So Romand, their top product is their Juicy Lasting Tint, which is a personal favorite of mine as well. And actually my favorite shade is Fig Fig, which is very popular here on the local chart rankings as well. Romand has a cult following overseas. They are very, very popular in Japan. And I know that a lot of uh, global K-beauty consumers love to use their lip tints as well. They have a really, really big selection, a a giant collection. They're constantly uh, releasing new products as well. But the Juicy Lasting Tints are probably their hero product, I would say. So that is obviously not every single product that has been, you know, trending here in Korea. We would be here for a very, very long time. And globally, the trends do differ region to region. Uh, You can see that when you have a look at the popular brands globally as well. So Beauty of Joseon, I mentioned on an earlier episode of the show, they were set to hit USD 200 million in sales this year. So that's a very, very popular brand globally, as well as COSRX, which has actually recently been bought out by Amore Pacific. So we will expect to see more from them in uh, the new year as well, for sure. Now that uh, Amore Pacific is the uh, major owner in COSRX, they will have access to all of that R&D, that marketing budget, and the investment that they can put in to really grow the brand. So that is going to really take that brand to the next level as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, what's trending in Australia is very different to what's trending in Korea, and it will vary on site to site as well. So for example, Jellico is the best selling brand on our website on stylestory.com.au out of the 50 or so brands that we have. Uh, And so that will obviously be dictating our strategy for our platform in 2024 as well. And we're going to be making some pretty big changes to our platform and our offering, which I will go through in more detail in 2024. But I I think the other thing to keep in mind when it comes to any discussion on the most popular brands or products is that the rankings do change constantly. So it's only ever a snapshot of a point in time. And it really does depend on which app or source you use as well. So online sales have completely different trends to offline sales a lot of the time and to home shopping as well, which is very big here in Korea. So I would say that most Korean brands and products are actually not stocked at offline retailers. I think they're sold in different ways and D2C is a really, really popular example, as is home shopping. Uh, For example, on Coupang, which is one of our local, I think you could probably think about it as similar to eBay or even maybe Amazon. So they have um, different offerings on their platform as well. And they actually released uh, results earlier in the year in July, and they were saying that their best-selling product out of the luxury category was actually uh, Hera products. So Hera is another brand owned by Amore Pacific. So their black cushion refill followed by their Sunmate daily sunblock. They were the two most popular luxury products in their luxury category, followed by an Estee Lauder product, their double wear stay in place makeup. That was their third. So that's just something to keep in mind is that this is always in flux. I think these are the ones that I have seen a lot 
lot of buzz about in the industry, uh, a lot of uh, people talking about as well. Uh, and I think those are the, probably the products that the brands are most well known for in a lot of cases. Uh, again, I think with brands that have a really wide range of different products, Certain people may know the, the the brand by, you know, a product that they use themselves rather than something else. I'm thinking Dr. Jart in particular. They just have so many different lines. They have their Ceramidin line, their Sikapair line. They also have, uh, you know, their newer, the Biome lines. So they've got a lot of different lines in their collection. Uh, but I think that what is trending in Korea is maybe slightly different to what's trending overseas. So that was just a sort of wrap up of what we've seen in the industry in 2023. I hope that this was useful, that this was a bit interesting. I'm sure you guys have probably seen a lot of these products, uh, but if you're shopping in a particular country, then maybe you've seen less of these. You'll have to let me know. Uh, I've, I've certainly seen these products in quite a few different markets that I've been to. Um, so over the course of this year, I have been, I've been in Australia. I've been in Japan. I was in the Middle East. I have been, is that everywhere? I feel, yeah, it's been a big year. <laughs> but I've noticed that K-Beauty does seem to be trending everywhere. It's a lot more readily accessible and easily available. Um, but obviously, depending on the local market, the weather and the trends in those markets as well, the products that they like from Korea are going to be slightly different. So I'm going to wrap it up here for today. I will be in your ears next week. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.